There we go. Yay. <laughs> oh, I'm so blessed to be with you. I enjoy your company so much. I feel your heart. Yes. Whether we are meeting live or on recording, our hearts are joined in a sacred circle of love. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing for which I'm deeply grateful. So let's take this breath of love and gratitude and expand our virtual circle of perfect love, opening our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility of healing and love, expansion and clarity. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self and we call upon our ancestors. We call upon all that is holy, the company of heaven, to walk with us and talk with us here and now. We open ourselves to an unprecedented, unlimited expression of love as our very life. We open ourselves to divine wisdom and insight live streaming into our awareness. We give thanks. We give thanks that we're choosing a life of love, that we're not delaying anymore. We're saying yes now. The time is now. The eternal infinite now is awake and alive in us. And we are grateful to remember that our true nature is already perfect, whole, and complete. It is our very essence and nature and divine destiny to be the perfect givers and receivers of love without interruption, without exception. And this is what we're choosing to remember and know at this time. We're acting on a divine impetus and sharing the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In deep abiding gratitude, we rest in the awareness that it's already accomplished in the mind of God and we're allowing it to be. We're allowing it to be our story. Our story is a love story. And in gratitude, we know it's done. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's beautiful. And we are grateful. Grateful, grateful. So this week, we are going to open it up for questions. Uh, any topic that you'd like to bring up, anything you have some questions about. I have some things I'd like to share, so I'm going to begin with those. So you can formulate some questions that you might have. One of the things I'd like to share with you is a practice that people are doing in uh, some of the other sections of Masterful Living. So um, first I'll just share with you that the first year I did Masterful Living was in 2009. And uh, I had done uh, uh, Finding Freedom several times. And I got the divine guidance to do a year-long class called Masterful Living. And 
at first I really, I balked because I thought, oh boy, year-long class, that's, that's a big commitment for me. And uh, to have class almost every week, it was, wow, that's a big commitment. And I really felt that I didn't wish to have that big a commitment. And I wanted to have more freedom. But the guidance that I got was that the deep desire of my heart, which was and is to awaken and to be of service to those who wish to awaken also, that the deep desire of my heart would be met and fulfilled through offering the year-long class. So I decided to trust that, even though my personality said, I can't handle that, that's too big a basket for me to carry, I don't wish to have that um, commitment to showing up that many weeks in a row. I had been showing up for my study group at that point um, for a couple of years uh, and consistently on Monday nights. And uh, initially, I think, with I know actually with Mass for Living, we were on Tuesday nights because uh, I had my study group on Monday nights. And I'm so glad I followed my guidance. It gets better every year, more extraordinary every year. And one of the things that has occurred is I never thought there would be a year two. Never thought there would be a year two, but at the end of year one, there were a number of people that said, well, I don't wish to stop. I'd like to keep going. So I invented year two, followed my guidance, and then after a couple of years, it became clear we needed to have a year three, and then after a couple of years of that, it, there's now a, a fourth section called Ascension Pathway. And uh, so it's an ever-evolving thing, this Masterful Living. But one of the main points I tell you all this is that the answered prayer sometimes comes with saying yes to something that we feel unqualified for or that feels overwhelming. We just have to say yes to it. And this is one of the things about the way spirit works through us in very powerful ways. Our expansion often requires for us to simply have faith and trust to follow the guidance even though it's uncomfortable, even though we don't feel prepared. And truly, that first year of Masterful Living I did not feel prepared, and yet the guidance was so clear and so strong, and I'd had the experience of finding freedom, so I decided to go ahead. And I had done, uh, so finding freedom initially was a three-month class, and then I made it a six-week class, and then it became a seven-week class. And so I had the experience of the three months, from the first time I had done the class. And there are many times when 
I feel called to do something that I don't understand or know how it will all work out. It does not feel clear to me. But I've learned to have trust and faith that if I'm not operating from the ego, that I will be led and held and carried along the way. It doesn't mean it won't be without challenges. So, for instance, the first time I did Living a Course in Miracles, I had such a strong feeling. I had literally been given a vision, uh, and I don't get a lot of visions, but I got a vision in in meditation one morning of this whole uh, image of the, the different faces of the teachers and all the people that would be participating and the benefit it would bring. And I, I saw images and felt the energy of it, and it, it felt so clear and so strong. And so I talked to my team and I said, you know, we've never done this before. This is not unlike, you know, no one in A Course in Miracles community has done anything like this before. And I believe that we will be guided, that we can figure out how to do it and what to do. And uh, it was so much work. I never imagined how much work it could be for the whole team. And most especially for me, it was uh, many months of um, probably 40 hours a week, all the different pieces of it. It was extremely laborious. that first time. It still is, but not like it was the first time. We're finding ways to do it with more ease and more grace. Uh, And it was huge personal financial investment for me. I maxed out my credit cards to do it the first time. But I had faith. I had faith. And, uh, And I'm so glad I did. And so one of the messages I'd like to share with you really is to to have that faith, to have that faith in spirit leading you and guiding you, to have the faith in knowing that you will be told what you need, what you need to know when you need to know it, because. Many people operate from a place of, first, I see the signs. First, the um, platform is given to me, and then I'll trust and have faith and step out upon it. But first, I have to be able to see the platform. I have to know whose hand I'm going to hold, and I have to see the clear direction of where we're going, and then... I will have faith and trust. Now, in my experience, that's not how it works. It does not work that way. First, we have to say yes to what we're feeling, that it's a divine impulse from the higher self, that we're following the guidance. A Course in Miracles says that the script for our life has already been written. And what I've come to know and understand, I've talked about this with Gary Renard and other Course in Miracles teachers, that the the script is many-layered, many, many layered. 
And the more we choose love, the more we open up more expansive aspects of the script. Remember, everything is for our healing. Everything works together for good. There are no exceptions. And everything is for our healing. Everything is for our learning. All things are lessons God would have me learn. So all of it is for that holy purpose. If we're willing to learn the lessons that are right in front of us, to have patience, to be kind, to be generous, to be respectful and thoughtful, to be honoring of ourselves and others, if we are willing to learn the lessons of uh, following the path of love and inspiration and guidance, if we're willing to uh, follow the path of Choosing from our heart and not from the ego, then we don't have to keep repeating the same painful lessons again and again and again. And I know of what I'm speaking because when I was younger, I had the same painful lessons again and again and again and again. And what I see now is that sometimes... There's vestiges of old patterns, and they come up, and I see them now. I'm like, oh, there's that old pattern. And when I first was experiencing that pattern, I would get mad and angry and say something mean and slam the door and burn the bridges and say, I don't care. And now when that pattern comes up, I can open my heart and relax and extend love. I might get triggered, but I don't have to act from that trigger. And if I do act from that trigger, I can turn it around in 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, not 90 days. And where I could fall in a hole of my own stinking thinking for years, now I don't fall in a hole for an hour. So people ask, does it get easier? Does it get better? It gets a whole lot easier. It gets a whole lot better. And it's the speed at which it gets better and easier is 100% tied to the amount of willingness that you have to simply practice throughout the day. Practice being patient. Practice being kind. Practice being open. Practice being available for spirit to move through you. There are so many things, so many places where you could get angry, you could become annoyed, you could become frustrated, you could take it personally. But as you go down this road, you start to recognize, I just took that personally, but I didn't have to. That was an option. And then couple more times of that, you realize when the mo- in the moment, before you take it personally, you go, oh, this is the choice point. This is the place where I make a decision to take it personally or not. And I am not going to take it personally this time. I'm just going to pause and step back and see what's really going on here. I'm going to see... Is there an opportunity to be loving here? Is there an opportunity to have a different thought, a new thought here? 
my willingness. I can activate my willingness here. This is the kind of thing that I can use like a trampoline to rise up to a higher level. So it's like you have to walk before you can run. You have to crawl before you can walk. So we have to be able to be patient and kind and loving and generous and thoughtful and respectful and honoring of ourselves and those around us before the miraculous, wonderful opportunities are going to be recognizable to us. Because this is a world of vibration and like does attract like. So if... And, and there's so many opportunities to practice non-judgment. Remember, I think it's so valuable to remember that we don't have to forgive if we don't judge in the first place. And it's so much easier not to judge in the first place than it is to judge and then forgive. Judge and then forgive. Judge and then forgive. So it's also judge and then feel guilty. Judge and feel ashamed. Judge and feel angry. Judge and feel hurt. Judge and feel afraid. The end of fear comes with the end of judging. The end of fear comes with the end of judging. And I can honestly say that more and more with every passing day, I can feel and know everything is working together for my good. Even the challenges are working together for my good. You know, and sometimes there are things that just don't make sense to me. They don't make sense on the surface. It's like simple things even. Like I was thinking uh, last week, I was really thinking, hmm, my plan is to drive back to Vermont and to camp for another five or so days and then go back to New Jersey and spend another night or two with my brother and family, and then fly to Atlanta. Well, do I really need that long drive to Vermont, setting up the tent, getting things organized, and then taking it all apart again, packing it all up? Because it's about eight, ten hours of packing and driving each way. And I thought, you know, I've just finished Living a Course of Miracles. I've been working very long, long days. Do I really, is that really the thing to do? And the guidance was very strong. Yes. Go back to the Peace Village. Spend five nights there or whatever it was. And I kept saying, really, really? Because my human self says, that 20 hours? I could rest, I could do something else, go to the Peace Village. So I followed my guidance, and as soon as I got there, I just took that breath and went, oh, I'm so glad I came. I'm so glad I came here. It makes me so happy to be outdoors, in the woods, camping, being on the land there, in, in the mountains, in the valley, and and all of that. So... I knew once I got there, I was absolutely certain I had made the right decision. And that's what I find in my life now, that it's extremely rare that I make a decision and then later I think, hmm, 
there was a better decision. And I could have seen it, but I didn't. So now I make a lot of choices where I think, well, I'm not sure how that's going to go. I think it's going to be interesting, but we'll see. We'll see. Following the guidance, following the guidance. And sometimes people around me are going, what are you doing that for? Why are you doing that? Are you sure you want to do that? And it's just, I can feel it. That's what I'm to do. I'm trusting that the means, the mechanism, the support will come. And this is one of the major issues for spiritual students is they feel that um, they're afraid they won't be supported. The truth is, if you're moving from ego, you will be supported to learn an ego lesson. And that ego lesson that you learn will could be the last time you ever have to repeat it. But somehow, some way, you either have a realization, oh, that's an ego lesson waiting to happen. I'm going to bypass that ego lesson and I'm just going to listen to spirit now. So I used to have so many times in my life when I would be upset, annoyed, frustrated, irritated, angry, hurt, sad, some kind of upset, divine alarm clock going, and I would act from the anger, from the sadness. I would make choices from the frustration and the irritation. I would look for somebody to blame, somebody to take it out on. I would be mean and unkind to myself and others. And in the midst of it, my higher self, the Holy Spirit, would be saying to me, take a breath, take a pause. You don't need to say that. No good can come from that. Give yourself a time out. Take a moment. See if you can recalibrate. I mean, mostly it was take a step back, pause. Don't say that. No good will come of that. What you desire, you cannot achieve in this way. Very simple, still, small voice warning me, cautioning me, advising me. And me, back then, being identified with the ego, I'd think, I'm going to do what I want to do. And I want to crush them like a bug right now. I want to make them feel my wrath. I'm so angry with them. I'm so upset by what happened or didn't happen. And I am going to vent my frustration on these people. And nothing can stop me. But my higher self would just keep saying, you don't have to say that. No good can come from that. Give yourself a break. You've been through this before. You know better than this. All different kinds of ways trying to get me to just take a step back. But back then I wasn't willing at all. I wasn't willing at all. I really wasn't because I felt so afraid. And the reason I now know that I felt so afraid was because I was so attached to my opinions and judgments. I'm 100% certain that
that all fear comes from opinions and judgments. And that opinions and judgments are the mechanism of feeling separate. And that's why we become so fearful when we judge. So one of the things I'd like to uh, suggest to you to deepen your practice and to deepen your commitment is something that uh, the folks in Ascension Pathway and the Year 3 class and in Year 2 class are doing, and that is to work with their prayer partner to, on a daily basis, to text or message or email your aspirations, intentions, and goals for that day. And they may be the same every day. So working with this basic formula that's in your contract, it's in the workbook, it's in all three of the workbooks, uh, you can redo your contract at any point, but your ascension, or your ascension, your <laughs> aspiration, your intention, and your goal. And one of the great things about texting them or emailing them on a daily basis to your prayer partner is that you are in your spiritual practice. It takes very little time, very little time, and you're affirming what's most important to you. You're helping to remind yourself of what your day is for, because we can think, well, today is for getting things done. Today is for earning some money. Today is for relaxing. No, today is for awakening. Today is for healing the mind. Today is for making the world a better place by being your true self, by being the perfect giver and receiver of love. That's what today is for. Today is not for painting the house or getting the shopping done or finishing that project or doing research. It's for remembering your true nature and your true identity and seeing that in your brothers and sisters. And when you are reminded of your aspiration, intentions, and goals every day, when you choose to have just that 90-second, two-minute spiritual practice, it's going to change your life. Now, when I first suggested it this year for the first time to uh, folks in... Um, the year three and Ascension Pathway classes, they, a bunch of them kind of groaned. Oh, boy. You know, the ego. One more thing to do. One more thing to fail at. One more thing to forget. One more thing to not do well. Right? This is what the ego is thinking. But the ego does not wish for you to awaken. The ego is going to convince you that running your errands is more important. Your, your ego is going to convince you that looking at Facebook is more important. The ego is going to find anything to distract you and say that's more important than your spiritual practice. But if you make this part of your spiritual practice, what you'll probably find out 
what the folks uh, who've been doing this for the last number of months realized, which is it hardly takes any time at all, and it makes a real difference to my day. And one of the things you can do, too, is see the folks who have been in class for three or four years, they have many prayer partners now. Very, very close, intimate friendships. And so they can text all their prayer partners with one text. And then they get the other text back. And there's their spiritual community. They're not alone. There's a real purpose to this day, and it's beautiful. Another thing I'll suggest to you as a simple daily practice and you can do this with friends, you can do this with family, is at the end of the day to give thanks. And just maybe have one, two, three, however many people you'd like, that at the end of your day, when you're settling down, what, what can you be grateful for? It could be one, two, or three things. What are you grateful for? And with with your aspirations, intentions, and goals, and with your gratitudes, I encourage you to say, I am. Because that I am is so powerful. It's invoking the presence of God to light up your words, your declarations. So it's a very powerful practice. If you have not wished to have a prayer partner, but now you're thinking, oh, this sounds like this could be helpful. I would like this, and I don't have a prayer partner. Write to Angela or put something in the Facebook group. Remember, Angela at JenniferHadley.com. It's not too late to match you. Uh, we'll be having uh, new prayer partners in at the end of August. So... Um, You've got plenty of time to work with your current prayer partner to do this with or your previous prayer partner to do this with. Powerful practice. And uh, we call it the AIGs. The AIGs. And you can do it by text or by email. Yes, indeed. All right. So I'm going to pause there. And... See uh, who has questions, and uh, God bless you, Lawrence. He writes, "I am willing to remember." <laughs> Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Lawrence. All right, so uh, just opening it up for people who would like to share or have a question. So we have Lori raising her hand here, and then uh, we'll start with you. Hey, Lori. Hi, Jennifer and everyone. Um, great, great, great talk. Thank you so much for sharing all that um, you did tonight, Jennifer. It was right exactly along the lines of what I wanted to um, hear, or I needed to hear, rather. Um, but one of the things that I've noticed is um, with me, I... Everything you said is so true. I mean, I can sit there choosing, consciously choosing to go to Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Like my, like my 
like I know I can do something else that would be more spirit-driven or put me in a spirit-driven space, you know, place in my mind, and and I consciously go to Facebook. It's so... So that's the beginning, and I laugh because when I do that, I'm really clear what I'm doing. And so that, and, and, I, and, and I'm feeling, you know, I don't know if I'm saying this to myself or whatever, I'm just like I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer to powerfully choosing to, to ask the Holy Spirit to decide for me. And, and it's so, one of the things that I've struggled with my whole life, it's a lifelong story, is like I have, like I almost don't want to say it because I know the truth is, is turn my life over to God. Just like I said in the beginning of Masterful Living, the prayer, my declaration, I think you called it, is the, the prayer and of course the miracles I am here only to be truly helpful. And I'm inching my, I feel myself inching my way towards it, but it's not clear and definite, like a clear and definite purpose, except that today, this weekend I I spent it by myself and I literally did not see any friends. I saw my, my housemate briefly. I saw her visiting brother who left this morning early briefly, had a conversation. But otherwise, I really had no, hardly any um, interaction with friends or, and I, you know, just brief interactions with friends and family maybe on the phone. And at the end of the weekend, I'm like, dang, I didn't get my things done that I was, meant to do that that I felt would be forwarding me on to manifesting my dreams. Mm-hmm. And I'm like but I'm not for sure what the clear and definite dreams are. I'm not allowing myself just to sit there and say, God, this is what I want. Lead me to what to my highest and best good for myself and all. And I said Have I you done said, the one day Vipassana yet? The what? Did you do the one day Vipassana exercise? I don't even know what that is, so I guess no. <laughs> yeah, it's one of the, the things in the workbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it's in the first workbook, and it's called One Day Vipassana. It's not a true Vipassana, but it's uh, the idea is to to take one day, and, and a number of people have done the One Day Vipassana and written about it in the um, Facebook group. Is there anybody who is uh, who who is can in you, the class? Can you give me can you give me a little context about it, please? Because it sounds Buddhist and whatever, and I'm like, what's the what does that mean? I, I'm just going to finish what I was going to say first. Oh, mm-hmm. Sure, sure. So um, I was just wondering, is there anybody in the class who has done the one day vipassana that would be willing to tell their experience about it? Anybody on the line right now who'd raise their hand with a star two and tell their experience of it? Okay, Linda. 
Hi. Can you guys give me a little context of what I'm going to be listening to? I don't even know what the Zopassana day is. Yeah, well, that's I'll, okay. I'll explain it. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, Lori. Linda. Yeah, Lori, just, just, we're going we're gonna to help you. We're here to help you. So hang on. So I've, I've done the one day Vipassana twice, um, mm-hmm. third year. And basically what it is, is a day where you do not do anything but listen. Um, no exercising, no meditating, no TV, no journaling, prepare your meals ahead of time, um, completely undisturbed and unplugged. And um, no music, no, no walking, no, yeah, exactly. No, nothing. (laughs) Just listening. Mm -hmm. Um, So the, the first time that I did it, um was very challenging and it felt like it lasted forever <laughs> and um but i had some really intense healing i felt in the weeks directly following that stuck so that was really beneficial for me and and then the, and but I was only able to make myself do it until probably eight o'clock that evening. Um, and the second time I did it, it was uh, much easier. I had uh, prepared better meals, better food. Um, when I did it the first time, there was a party at my house the day before, so I was eating leftover party food that was not helpful. Um, So just light um, smoothies and soups and salads and stuff like that that I had prepared before so that it was very easy. And um, it really felt like the whole day was a meditation. Um, And it just, it brought me a lot of peace. I didn't really feel that I had a lot of profound changes from it. I think they were more subtle and even keel. But it really was a catalyst to healing both times. I recommend it highly. Yeah, great. Thank you very much, Linda. You're welcome. Appreciate that. Well, you know, and let me ask you just, um, did you notice that in the weeks that followed, were there any significant changes or miraculous unfoldment or anything like that? Well, the I think the first time I did it, the weeks that followed, um, there was quite a bit of turmoil that seemed to come up, but I knew that it was coming up to come out. And um, the second time I did it, it just it just seemed like the peace kind of carried on, and I could see things. It was like minding the gap. <laughs> I could see things that were coming up in my head, judgments and opinions and stuff, um, 
and even if I acted on them, it was like I noticed them where before I wasn't really noticing them. And it just made it feel <laughs> like a third-person view so I could get a more objective um, sense of what was going on around me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, as you're talking, Linda, I'm, I suspect that your spirit guided you to do it the first time because there were all these things going to be coming up for healing. And if you hadn't done it, you you might have had a, a very different awareness that, oh, these things are coming up for healing versus, oh, no, my life is falling apart. <laughs> yes. Yes. Highly possible. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That's You're so helpful. Thank you. And, yeah. And Carla has also raised her hand here, and she's going to share some, too. Hey, Carla. <laughs> Thank you. I um well I've done it three times well, the first two times I really didn't do it. <laughs> but I I thought I was doing it. I only made it till noon the first time and it was like incredible. Well, I just couldn't handle it with the thoughts that came up where I realized how much my thinking I just couldn't deal with it. And so I didn't do it again for a long time, and then you talked about it again in the class. I'm like, oh, I'll try it for longer this time. So this time again, I couldn't do it. I stopped at 4 o'clock. I, I heard you recently talk about it, about how the mind wants to talk you out of it, and that's exactly what happened. And I listened to it, and I really don't know what whatever if there's any shifts or any changes, because I was really, really, um, I think, disconnected then. But I heard you talk about it just a month ago, and um, you talked, said that, you said the same, the thing, that's where you said, you know, the, the mind would have talked you out of it or whatever, around four, <laughs> exactly what happened. And, um, and I, so... I decided oh, I'm going to do it, but when can I do it? I have class. I want, I want to miss my class. I'm like, I can only do it on Thursday. I decided that Thursday is the only day I could do it. And then I'm like, but this Thursday is busy. So it's interesting how the mind still wants to talk me out of it, right? And then I woke up on the 4th of July, and I realized, oh, there's no class, and something said, Today is the day. <laughs> so I was not prepared, and I, I set myself a time limit. I said, I am doing this from 8. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was 7.30 or something. And from 8 to 8, I set a time. I'm doing it from 8 to 8 all day long. I mean, it's most of the day. And then so um, I it was... Okay, in the morning, after uh, I hadn't prepared any food because I just woke up and decided to do it, and um, and after lunch, of course, um, my mind—I noticed my mind how how it worked, how it did a lot of stuff, and I really and and then around I got over that hump it was around two to four. And then around four o'clock, I had some, I had a huge 
I don't know if it's a shift or whatever. All I know is that I just started hearing spirit. I just started having a conversation with spirit. Not a lot, a lot and not like four hours long. It was like a minute here. <laughs> and then I just go quiet and go, ooh, wow. And then it'd be a minute there. And then go, ooh, it's so powerful. And then a minute there. And I, I made it. Um, probably by quarter to eight, I, I kind of maybe kind of slept a little bit, but um, I did it pretty good. I did it for, I mean, I'm willing to go to the, I don't know if I can deal with the 10-day, but I know that's all thought. It's all thought, just like all those thoughts I had that day. And so I don't know. If I feel guided, I will do it. But one thing I know that since it's happened, I feel more connected with myself it's mm. it's i um i i take a minute sometimes i forget for a week and then sometimes i do it multiple times a day i just take a minute and just just reconnect with myself and i think i do it most every day but i you know i don't write it down so i don't really monitor it that well but I do it often, very, very much more often, and I, and it's really expanded a lot of my life. Like I started asking spirit, what should I do next, for like little things. Like when I went to retreat, I started asking <laughs> which stall should I use, and it was a really interesting experience. Each each thing I do it for. It's really an interesting experience because um, I learn something each time and I feel like my connection with myself deepens a little each time. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really glad I didn't give up after the first two times, and you kept. I'm really grateful that you talked about it again, and I, I was open to it, and mm-hmm. I'm really grateful for everything. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, it's a great thing to do on a regular basis, just to, and it's easy to do, really. Uh, it, it requires no special equipment. Uh, mm-hmm. Some preparation, and for some people, it takes more organization if they have a lot of family and different things, but it's um, it's really worthwhile. I have yet to have anyone say, well, I wish I hadn't done it. So, thank you, Carla. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Lori, let's come back to you. So, just to reiterate, it's you and the instructions are in the workbook it's it's pretty basic essentially you're spending the day listening to your mind so you're you're not cooking food you're not exercising you're not reading you're not listening to music you're not um doing any activities so um uh, the instruction i give is to Prepare your meals ahead of time, and uh, you're not doing dishes. It's just very simple, simple meals, and um, 
you're basically going to sit around your house. You're not going to go for a walk. It's not like that. You're not doing any activities. It's really just about giving yourself an entire day from the time you get up in the morning till the time you go to sleep at night to just listen to your own mind. And many people have told me that right around the 7 p.m., 8 p.m., they want to give up. They really, really want to give up. They've had enough. But if you can just hang on until you go to bed. A lot of people have big breakthroughs in that last hour. So how does that sound to you? Hi. Um, I'm driving home from work, so I was hard hard to unmute. <laughs> um, it sounds interesting. I I think that it's something I'd like to try. I can't do it this week, but the, um, I know I can do it next week. You can week do it whenever you like. Yeah. Yeah. I and, I, um, I really feel strongly that it would bring you a lot of the insight that you're looking for. Yeah, I think there's just so much going on. Um, yeah. With the changes in my life already this yeah. year, that. Um, yeah, it could help I, organize all of that in your mind and help a lot of the excessive thoughts, extraneous thoughts, fall away. Yeah, I think I've been longing just to reconnect. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm. All right. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good. Let us know how it goes. All right. We've got um, Jenny raising her hand here. And uh, hey, Jenny. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> so, um,. I was wondering if you were going to say Jenny in Atlanta because I'm not in Atlanta anymore. <laughs> mm-hmm. I made it out to California, and I am in Venice, and this is where I was guided. This is where I um, desired to come, and there's been so many crazy things, that crazy good and crazy, unexplainable um, things that have been happening. And I guess I just have some questions. Well, first of all, I have to say thank you for yeah, the the things that you said at the beginning um, about the uh, your contract, reading the different elements of your contract daily. I do read my daily, and there, there was I had such a huge breakthrough. I don't even know where to begin. Um, but I've got this this friend. Uh, who kind of speaks our language, but he studies something different. And, and there was one time when I saw him, and he is bipolar, and there was one time when I saw him where it became very evident that he was li- living as if he was homeless. And it scared me because he, you know, when, when he is on his normal, um, you know, on, on, you know, manic, depressive, bipolar, whatever, when he's on his, Normal Keel, um, he's just a lovely person, lovely, uh, intelligent, uh, wonderful to talk to, very compassionate and kind. And then that was the first time that I had seen him and what he had described as being um, his 
uh, manic or or his whatever it is, but um, he carried bags around with him. He appeared to be homeless. It became a fear of mine, and I don't know if I'm manifesting that now, but um, in my contract I put for my aspiration to soar, um, soar straight to the top and communicate truth for all to hear and see. Uh, my intention is to feel prosperous and fulfilled in the work that I do and share the benefits of my expansion with everyone because I'm one with them. And the um, the goal was to live on the beach in Southern California and lovingly run an acting and writing studio. And I guess I'm thinking, uh, especially considering what happened last night and pairing it up with this wild experience with the uh, the Stairway to Heaven song, um, I keep finding myself when I ask for divine guidance it drives me directly to this one particular spot where there are a lot of homeless people hanging out. And so I don't know if that is my fear that's up for healing. I don't know what I, you know, um, I don't know if I left something out of my contract. I've been talking to my prayer partners who are, who are you know, telling me that, yes, this is up for healing, which is awesome because it, it's definitely – puts things into perspective, um, but then what about it am I healing? Am I healing my fear of being homeless? Am I am I healing like what you were talking about at the beginning of class, which is, you know, um, I'm running low on my bank account again, and I'm, I'm seeing homeless people all around me. Do I fear that what I've manifested for myself is homelessness, or do I fear that I'm not going to be taken care of? I, I don't, which I don't want to say that, because I, I, I don't want, I don't believe that. It's just, I don't know if it's fear of the unknown. I don't know what it is. And this, the, the song, Stairway to Heaven, which critics for decades have never been able to understand. And Jennifer, it, it is glaringly truthful to me what it means, and it, it's very, it's very overwhelming. What what it means is very overwhelming, (laughs) and and I'm I'm, I keep oscillating between the willingness to accept it and then the fear of not knowing what I'm accepting and all of the stuff that I'm supposed to leave behind. Am I supposed to leave my family entirely behind? Am I? which for now I am, I am, because that's what I needed. I needed that break so that I can find my own freedom and, and really be my truest and best. Um, okay. Anyway, so that, that there's – I when, when we have our one-on-one, I'll go into a lot of detail with you about the song. It just it, – it has blown my hair back. I feel like I'm not even – in the physical world anymore. I feel like I'm, I'm in I'm in the spiritual world. Hmm. I'm just I'm excited and I'm scared and I'm, I'm so many things. Hmm. Yeah. Sounds and I like I don't have a place to live and I don't and I'm okay though with this in a way. I don't I'm okay with not having a place to live in a way, but in another way I'm I'm I don't know what to make of it. And yeah. I'll just shut up because you started talking. I'm sorry. Do you have a place to stay, Jenny? I keep finding um, places where I can stay for a couple of days, and and but but my 
what I'm finding is if they are not in this area, in the, the Venice Beach area or in the, this beach area, I find all of these things that are pulling and pulling and pulling me back here. This is where I'm supposed to be. And so I, 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 I know that that's the case. Um, I have had places to stay, yes, uh, since I've been here. Um, and t tonight is my last place at this one friend Joe's, and I'm manifesting my life that I do have a place to stay. And right now, if I have to sleep in my car over in a nicer neighborhood, then I will do that. You know, if if that's what spirit is guiding me to do, I just don't know what else. I, I'm not I'm not telling you this because I'm looking for pity or I'm looking for. I'm just. I. I'm okay. There's a there's a huge part of me that says, okay, if this is what I'm supposed to experience to learn my lesson, then I will experience it. Okay, I I understand what you're saying, and our mind is the mind of God, mm -hmm. and it's time for us all to recognize that we hold in our mind whatever we choose and we manifest according to our belief and to our karma, which is our belief system. And we can work at the level of the mind to manifest and demonstrate that which we like and desire. And for us to call forth the highest and best and to know, this is what I was talking about at the beginning, to know, as you are knowing, that we're provided for and that we're here to be a loving, healing presence, to be truly helpful. And so... It's important for all of us to remember that not to abdicate our spiritual authority and to really stand in, I'm willing to be divinely supported and guided now. I'm willing to find that that uh, willingness now. I am willing to follow the guidance now. I am willing to be willing now. And the deep desire of my heart is to be fully receptive to all manner of support. The deep desire of my heart is to experience true and lasting abundance and prosperity. The deep desire of my heart is to live a life of compassion and love and kindness. So continuously affirming that which we are interested in. Okay. Call it into being. Call it into being that we don't have to settle, you know. Okay. That yeah. Sense. Yep. So because sometimes we can we can fall into settling, managing and coping. Wow. Yeah. <sighs> so and I'm not what does you know so what do what do these things mean? Well, there are a lot of homeless people in Los Angeles, 
There are a lot of people who are homeless in Los Angeles for many reasons. And um, you're going to see them all over the place. That's part of the L.A. experience. Okay. Yeah, are they signs? Are, are they what? Are they signs? You're asking, are they signs? What do they mean? Yes. And um, I, I sense that part of it is it's you, your own fear is bringing forth this sense of what does this mean? Is it a sign? But... Uh, because it is part of the L.A. culture to see many homeless people. Okay. So it's the fear coming up to be released. Okay. So is it going to be um, the thing where when I call for the fear to be released and I do the activities that I need to do to release that fear, um, the affirmations and the prayers and the meditation and all that, um, the grounding meditation, I'll probably do one of those. Um, is that going? Is my next step after that to be willing and receptive to my abundance, to be willing and receptive to the the support, all areas of support that come my way. When do I Always. know? Okay. Always. Always, under no matter what's going on. And uh, I do feel the grounding meditation would be helpful to you. And... Uh, Remember that fear is always the byproduct of thinking thoughts that aren't true. That aren't true. Yeah. We're not we're, we're not ever fearful because of circumstances. Not really. And I've I've had enough experiences where I've I've something has happened and the thought goes through my mind. I am surprised I'm not feeling afraid now. Based on what's happening, uh, most people would be very, very frightened right now, but I feel calm. And realizing I feel calm because I'm not judging it as being bad or wrong or having no judgments about it at all, just saying, oh, this is my experience. Where is the the path of love, growth, and expansion here? How can I be of service here? Okay. Yes. Keep us posted. And um, yes. if there are people in Masterful Living in the L.A. area who would like to reach out, they can find you on Facebook, Right. Yes, yep, yep. Yes, and so, I, I say... Jenny, with, with, uh, with, is, it, is it okay if I say your last name so they can find you on yes, Facebook? Yes, absolutely. Jenny Popovic. Yeah, so Jenny's last name, her 
first name is Jennifer. Yeah, Jenny, uh, J-E-N-N-I, P-O-P-O-V-E-C, Popovec. And, uh, yeah, so perhaps there will be some people in that area who can reach out to you. And, you know, they may not be able to have you stay with them, but maybe just meet up, some Mass for Living meetups. Yes. Wow, that would be awesome. And I have been meeting with um, Alexa, and it's been, and I got to meet um, Shelly on the way out here, and that was really wonderful. I mean, both, it just was wonderful. I really love this group. I really love this group. Oh, great. Thank you, Jennifer. Yes. Yes. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. I'm going to Atlanta tomorrow, so I won't be able to see you, but <laughs> perhaps I know. I'll see you next time in L.A. Yes. All right. God bless you. Thanks. And we have Sally patiently waiting here. Hey, Sally. Hey, this is funny. I just took a bite of a graham cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that you hadn't gotten my hand raised. So mm. I thought, well, um, I'll just eat a graham cracker. Caught. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what I raised my hand for was to say thank you mm. to all of you who led this conversation to the topic of Lepasana. And um, very recently, Jennifer, you reminded me that it's time for me to do another one of those days. And when you're asking about people who have experienced that, I did not raise my hand because I did not feel successful at my first attempt. And that was like 17 years ago, and it was a three-day short form of uh, experience of you know complete listening for the full three-day weekend. And what I was remembering was, for the first time, probably ever, really hearing parts of myself and aspects of my own, like the voices within me. I sometimes I call it the the, um, the council, and uh, sometimes it's not such friendly things, but. What I recognized was I needed a, to let myself feel a lot. And so mm-hmm, for yeah. what I remember, in those three days, I remember much, much emotion. I remember sobbing. I remember sobbing at the way I judge myself and and loop myself into you know, various thought processes. And it, it it was like witnessing my brain entangling itself, the, like literally um, immobilizing myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it was good. It was hard. You're right. I'm very glad that now, this time, I feel I might make it past that 8 o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I got to hold long enough to hear everybody and to hear Lori um 
I, d- I just am grateful for all the heartfelt sharing and all of the courage mm-hmm. that in every voice, the courage to boldly move into aspects of living where, you know, in the past we might have all run. Um, mm-hmm. And there's this willingness, really real willingness to embrace what is and know that if it isn't love, it it isn't real. So I'm really looking forward to doing this again. And what I will share was, you know, when we are committed to truth, this process of, of quiet and no distractions, although it, it can feel very foreign and a little bit uncomfortable, it's so worth it. So thanks. Thanks so much. Yes, yes. I will keep you posted. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and, you know, maybe we'll do this together. Um, but I will, um, as soon as I can do those preparations, the food preparations, and really know that I have a day pretty safely sealed off for me, I will I will move forward and do that. Hopefully this week. Ah, oh, beautiful. All right. Yeah, it's nice to know that maybe someone will be doing it also, because that's mm-hmm. something in that, you know, we we know we're one, but sometimes just feeling like, oh, I'm holding the hand of a sister or a brother that's doing it with me is um, encouraging. It is. It really is. Yeah, I encourage everyone who's doing it to ask for prayer support and post in the Facebook group and uh it's wonderful. We've had so many people over the years post miraculous breakthroughs and healings and yeah, I encourage you to post before and after. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Mhm. Yes. All right. And so we have a couple minutes left here. One of the things I would like to share with you is if you didn't listen to any of the Living a Course in Miracles classes, just know that you still can. They're all there for you. They're free, uh, all available. And uh, one of the classes that I particularly would invite you to listen to, they're all good. Uh, but I particularly invite you to listen to Patricia Cotter-Robles' class. One of the things that she talks about in there is working with the violet flame. And so uh, many people who are spiritual students, Course in Miracles students, may not be uh, have any awareness of the violet flame. And so she gives a, a really nice introduction there in that class. And uh, and there's a wonderful healing violet flame meditation, which I encourage everyone to do. And we offered it as a separate download that you can do. It's a, actually a Christ consciousness meditation, uh, opening to Christ consciousness meditation. And uh, one of the books that we're going to be looking at and discussing that for many people, becomes a favorite book, is Patricia's book, On the Violet Flame. And it's in your Masterful Living bookstore. 
It's called The Violet Flame, God's Gift to Humanity by Patricia Cota Robles. And uh, it's, a, it's a quick read. It's a small book. It's less than 100 pages. And it has a lot of prayers and, and meditation in it. Very powerful. I really love this book. And I encourage you to get it and to, to read it. And another book that I encourage you to look at and read uh, that's also in your bookstore, um, it's called Dying to Be Me. And you may have heard of it uh, by Anita Morjani, Dying to Be Me. Uh, and she she literally had an experience of uh, dying and then uh, having a miraculous healing. She was dying uh, with cancer, extremely ill, and um, uh, literally uh, at death's door. And she came back and to tell her story, and it's very beautiful and powerful. And uh, so I invite you to uh, consider reading those two books, but most especially The Violet Flame, because we will be working with that. Uh, and uh, I heard people in the community call, beautiful community call this past week, uh, people talking about the Ho'oponopono, which is in the Zero Limits book. So if you never got to Zero Limits, you never studied the Ho'oponopono, it's one of the most fundamental practices right up there with the violet flame, and uh, they are miraculously, truly miraculously healing, and so simple, so simple, both of them, so simple to use uh, with tremendous results, so much healing, so much miraculous healing over the years of sharing these two tools. So I encourage you to uh, work with both of those every day as I do. They are uh, both an integral part of my spiritual practice. And if you are feeling afraid, worried, or concerned, both of these tools, the Violet Flame and the Ho'oponopono, will um, get you back on track so fast if you uh, are willing. So I am going to say a prayer, and I'm going to play a song. And uh, also I wanted to let you know that we're going to be doing another series on relationship. Another series on relationship. I'm going to uh, go at it a uh, way I haven't quite done before. I'm very excited about that. Spirit gives me new things all the time, so I look forward to that. And... Uh, let us pray. Hmm. So taking that breath of love and gratitude and opening our heart, opening our mind to the power and the presence of love. Opening ourselves once again to the higher Holy Spirit self. And we're calling forth a healing, an ascended master healing. We are awakening to our true nature and our true identity and we are willing, willing, willing to be our true selves. So we're consciously shedding all of the beliefs and patterns of lack, attack, and limitation. We are opening ourselves to flying on the wings of the Holy Spirit, 
being led and guided, following the guidance. We are grateful and thankful to release all attachment to our opinions and our judgments and to set ourselves free through forgiveness, through gratitude, through willingness. With divine grace, we share the benefits of our healing, awakening, and expansion with everyone because we are one with them. In gratitude, we allow the healing to be. We let it be. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Yes. I will post the Violet Flame Book link in the Facebook group. And the song this week is the Ho'oponopono song uh, by Jennifer Ruth Russell. And uh, she wrote this song when she was in Masterful Living. Uh, She was in the first group, and she wrote this beautiful song while she was in the class. And you can get a free download of it at her website, jenniferruthrussell.com, and I will put the link to that in our Facebook group as well. God bless you, and I love you.
I love you. 